Lecture topic: The humility of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Yesterday we had mentioned we will start, inshallah, some discussion about some ahadith from this kitab, Shamairul Muhammadiyah, about the characteristics of Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Just before. Getting to that subject, there was something we discussed yesterday. Just some thought came later to mind about one hadith Sharif. The discussion was about some good that a person does. It's not necessary; he'll see the result of it in dunya immediately in terms of any perceptible result. And likewise, the wrong that a person sometimes does, and he persists in. Things related to lack of adab, etc. It's not necessary that this will become clear and the effect of it will be visible immediately. Sometimes this takes a long time. So on that note, there's one hadith sharif which highlights this: that sometimes how the good a person did comes to him much later in time. Now this is the lesson for both sides of it. Though this hadith sharif relates to the positive side of things, but the lesson is both ways. So there's a hadith which has a Sheikh Ramtullah has quoted in Fazail Sadaqat as well. This one person became very old, very ill. So the one son said to the other sons, "That look, uh, father now has become very old, very ill." He needs somebody to be caring for him all the time. So now one way we can go about it is we all now we share the responsibility. We take turns. But the other option, another proposal that I have is that uh, you leave all this to me. But now obviously this is something everybody wants to have a part in it. So I am now proposing this. You leave all this to me. And in lieu of this, that you give me the opportunity of solely taking care of our father. When he passes away, my share of the inheritance you can have it. Now, sounds like a, some, maybe this person was probably he didn't get a good night's sleep. He wasn't he was a little bit disorientated or whatever. And what kind of proposal he is making sounds like something very ajib. But he knew what he is talking about. He wasn't delirious or something. He was talking with all his uh, full consciousness, with his sanity. So he proposed this. The others were very happy about it. Said this is like what they might have thought the best of both worlds. Don't have to do anything now and get more later. So they more than happily agreed. Very good. So in any case, he now took over this responsibility. They making merry. So now, because of being so preoccupied with his father, because of his condition, he could not even take care of his own needs properly, and they were going through some very severe times. Eventually, the father passed away. Father passed away. So, as per the agreement, so he gave them everything what he would have inherited to. He gave it away because that was the agreement. So now they are going through really difficult times. 
Now this is in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi is mentioning this incident about the people, the Bani Israel. So one day he sees a dream, in the dream he is being told that at a certain place there is a hundred dinars, gold coins, and it's for you, you can go and take it. The full description, where, etc. He wakes up in the morning and he mentions to his wife, this is a dream I saw. But in the dream, when he was told about these hundred gold coins, he asked a question also. The question he asked was, but is there barakat in it? Because you know, there is no barakat in it. Now in the morning he remembers his full dream, so he says to his wife, this is what I dreamt. So she says to him that, uh, well there's hundred gold coins, you were told it's for you, you can go and have it. So go and bring it. He says, but I asked the question, is there barakat in it? He says, no, there's no barakat in it, so I don't want it. If we're starving here, you're worried about barakat now. Go and bring it and come. He says, no, no, there's no barakat in it, I don't want it. So this is another topic itself, the issue of barakat. What brings barakat and what is barakat? And what barakat does in a person's life? Maybe Allah gives Tawfiq one of the sessions, we might discuss some of it. But in any case, he, he refused. He said, no, no, I don't want to. If there's no barakat in it, I don't want it. In any case, left it. The next night, he sees a dream again. Same thing is being told to him. There's ten dinars left there now. It's for you. The barakat in it, no barakat. Next morning again, he discusses this with his wife, that I saw this dream again, now ten dinars there. He said, you must start on the hundred, take the ten at least. He said, no, there's no barakat in it, I don't want it. So left it. Third night he sees a dream again. There's one dinar left there now. So there's barakat in it, so yes, there's barakat in it. So now he wakes up in the morning, he says, well, there's barakat in it. So now it's something that I should take. So he goes, according to the description that was given in the dream, he goes, finds it. So this was unseen help from Allah Ta'ala's side. Because now all this detail given to him in the dream, so he, and he was in this des- desperate situation, so he finds that one dinar, picks it up, comes along with it. On the way, somebody is selling two fish. So now, they needed something to eat. So he asked this person, how much is selling these two fish for? So he says, one dinar. So he bought the two fish for the one dinar. Brought it home. Gave it to his wife now to prepare it, so to now clean it up. So now when he splits it up to open it out and clean it out, in each one there's a unique pearl. In the belly of each fish there's a very unique pearl. So now this was something ajeeb. Two fish, each one got one unique pearl in it. Very, very ajeeb pearl. Now just at that, in that period of time, the king decided he wanted something very unique to buy some very unique kind of pearl, something really out of the ordinary. So now his agents, whoever now, they're looking around for something buying to buy, so this person comes to know about it. So he takes one pearl and goes, shows it to them, this is what I have to sell. They saw this, they knew what's what, this was something unseen before. So in any case, they negotiated for it. And they eventually, he sold it to them, what was the equivalent of 30 mule loads of gold. So they took it and went. 
30 mule loads of gold they bought it for. A king now, they don't know what to do with their money, so now. So, in any case, when the king saw that pearl, now something else came in his heart. Now, these things all sound like a whole lot of coincidences. That person was walking with one dinar, and a coincidence that just at that time that person was selling it, which came in his path. He could have been gone somewhere else, somebody could have bought it, somebody else bought it, but no, no, that person came in this person's way. And then even before that, coincidentally, the two fish that had the pearls in the belly, this person caught it. Somebody else could have caught it. So there's no coincidence. It's all Allah Ta'ala's nizam, Allah Ta'ala's system. Allah Ta'ala wishes to give somebody something. Allah Ta'ala will put the whole system into place. Allah can give it without any system, but this is Allah's nizam and system in dunya. That the norm is Allah will give it via the system Allah has created. Allah Ta'ala is, His power is above everything. Allah Ta'ala wills, He can give it without the system too. He can make fire cool if Allah wills. Allah Ta'ala made it for Ibrahim Ali Salaam, a garden also. But the normal system is that fire will burn you, water will quench. So, but the system doesn't run on its own. The system is under Allah Ta'ala's command. Allah will grant through the system as He will, wills, and without the system if He wills. So any case now, what seemed like coincidences or no coincidence, Allah Ta'ala put now the spot in that person's heart and mind. So this pearl is really something, you haven't seen something like this, a whole tragedy doesn't have it. But this doesn't look nice on its own, it needs a pair, needs another one. Find out if he's got another one. So now why did they want a pair, what does it, difference it makes? But now the good had to come to this person. So that which he decided to undertake, that khidmat and that with a passion he decided to do what he could in terms of the khidmat for his father, etc. It sounded at that time as if something in, came and went, just something that happened. But he went a very extraordinary step. He was prepared to barter away his share of the inheritance for this opportunity which is now way above the ordinary. So this is the other lesson in it. When a person does something, takes an extraordinary step for Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala also blesses him in an extraordinary manner. Then it doesn't come in ordinary way. It won't always happen in a dramatic way in terms of what we think it to be the only way. The only way we think about the good to come is in some material form. It can come in a far better way. Material is, that's also na'mat of Allah Ta'ala, but it's perishable. And at the end of the day, even if it's around, it's not going to come along with us. But Allah will bless it sometimes in a far greater way also. In that regard as well, but in a far greater way. The essence of that material Allah will bless him with. The essence of that material is, is looking for something inside. Something in his heart, some sukoon, some peace, some contentment. So sometimes without that material to Allah, I will bless him with the essence of it. So in any case, now they came back to look for one more. This is yes, I got one more. But now this one more is double the price. So now they bought that one more for another 60 mule loads of gold. So in total for those two, for that one dinar now, the barakat. The one dinar, 
that one dinar brought in lieu of it now the return that came 90 mule loads of gold but now what brought that barakat in that one dinar that one dinar the barakat came from what he was now that extraordinary effort he was making for Allah Ta'ala but as mentioned these are sometimes things that happen once in a while in this dramatic manner which you can now very clearly see the link it doesn't always be happen in that manner that it can be so easily discernible this happened, this was the outcome this good a person did this is how it came to as a reward to him this is the wrong a person did this was the outcome, it's not always so easily linked but it's there the link is there so the point is never to think of some good as trivial which can be done person has the opportunity, he is able to do it, there is no so any good that is possible to do, don't regard it as trivial the Hadith Sharif Nadiya Kareem says that don't even regard any good deed as trivial even if it means meeting your fellow Muslim with a smiling face a Muslim brother now, you may not even know who he is but now you are passing him, so you smile and made salam to him because he's my Muslim brother so that too don't regard it as trivial you don't know what this might bring in return in the court of Allah Ta'ala one aspect is that for example Salah the ruh and the soul of that Salah the very life of that Salah is the khushu and khudu obviously everything else has to be done correctly but the life of the Salah is with what heart he makes it now sometimes many people have this issue just keep losing focus as much as they are trying so now some people used to complain to this about this to Hajim Dadullah so somebody overheard now one person saying that you know, this is my Salah, the condition I just lose focus all the time so somebody else commented ye to sirf phir uthak bethak ho gai iska kya fayda this just going up and down what's going to be the benefit of this now one is a person is being totally neglectful he is not concerned he is now coming up front with the mindset and with that intention that now in in his salah he is going to now make all his hisab kitab also in his salah he is going to be now sorting out all some other things that he wants to now uh, make some decisions on obviously that is now destroying the salah the person is making his effort to keep his concentration is trying to keep his focus and then involuntarily not deliberately involuntarily the mind drifted he realized that he came back quickly uh, he is making his effort so now somebody commented on this that iska kya fayda what is the benefit of this he said, Qiyamat ke din pata chalega uska kya fayda that don't regard this as also insignificant person is making his effort he is not deliberately bringing the whole world in his salah he is making his effort to keep his focus, his concentration this is happening out of his control don't regard it as insignificant this too is a very very great bounty of Allah Ta'ala that he made the salah that that salah was performed, that's Allah Ta'ala's na'mat don't regard it as insignificant 
So likewise, the point we are discussing is that no good deed should be regarded as minor, as trivial. Sometimes it's that one act Allah Ta'ala loves because it was done with that sincerity in that moment. At that moment nothing else crossed the mind and especially when it was something outwardly very small, very insignificant. So nobody even thinks of anything about it. But it is that sincerity that Allah loves. Allah Ta'ala blesses that tremendously. So in any case, this was linked to the topic that came up yesterday. So later on, this came to mind. We thought we'll just discuss this as well. Allah Ta'ala make it a means of benefit for all of us, inshallah. As mentioned, we would, inshallah, read some ahadith from this kitab and discuss it. So the kitab is entirely about the Mubarak personality of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And there's so much in this, but... We will just select one or two riwayat, one or two ahadith and discuss that briefly. The chapter that is here in front of us is Babu Majafi Tawadu'i Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The chapter on the Tawazu, the humility of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now, Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, all the Anbiya Ali Musalam and Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was at the peak of everybody. The aspect of akhlaq, there's two categories. One is what is termed as the akhlaq hamida, the praiseworthy qualities. And the other is the akhlaq razila, The akhlaq razila, the negative qualities, the qualities that are evil, wrong, base qualities. The Amyani Musalatu Salam are masoom. They are completely sinless. They have no iota of anything negative in them. And they are at the peak of all good. And then that peak of all good, thereafter there is no limit to the progress in that as well. And Nabi Kareem Salaam was at the height of it all. So now every good quality Nabi Kareem Salaam possessed beyond everybody else beyond all the Ambiyarim Salam as well but in all the qualities that Nabi Kareem Salam was blessed with <coughs> the thing that shone out very very prominently there were many things but among those that the Muhaddisin highlights and which shone out in every aspect of his Mubarak life was the quality of Tawazu humility and because Nabi Kareem Wasallam was the most humble servant of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala took him to the highest position in the ayat of the Quran Sharif where Allah Ta'ala mentions about the incident of Mi'raj Isra and then Mi'raj Subhanallah Asra bi abdihi Laylam min al Masjid al Haram in al Masjid al Aqsa. Glory to that being who took his Abd. Abd means slave. In human context, then 
there isn't something that can be used to describe a person who is now right at the bottom and beyond the word slave. You don't say this person is now of this position and that position and that position meaning somewhere going lower down. Eventually it gets left to the slave. He's got no position. But that is in terms of dunya. But in the court of Allah Ta'ala, the person with the greatest position is the person who is the greatest abd of Allah Ta'ala. In dunya now I say this person is a free person, this person is a slave. So now the slave got no comparison to the free person. He is is nowhere. But in Allah Ta'ala's court, it's the other way around. That the one who is Allah Ta'ala's abd to the greatest extent, and therefore on this occasion, we are on this journey of Isra, Isra was the journey from Makkah Mukarramah to Baitul Maqdis and then from there to the seven heavens and beyond Iraj that is the point where no makhluk went to even Jibreelah came to a point and stopped I can't go beyond this Allah Ta'ala is highlighting this great miraculous journey so Nabi Karim Salaam had so many titles but the title that was highlighted here Subhanallah Asra bi Abdihi he was the Abd of Allah Ta'ala to an extent that nobody else came close to that abdiyat. So Allah Ta'ala took him to the highest level. Now just as many things in day-to-day life also, they are the key to so many other things. Oh, like a tree now, you get the trunk, there's so many branches come out of it. You get something, there's a seed, that seed now becomes the starting point, the source of so many things. So there's a source, there's a seed, there's something that becomes a starting point and from there there's a key, it opens a door to so many things. So likewise there are two qualities on opposite sides, both are keys. Both are keys, one is the key to unlimited good and the other is the key to unlimited problems, difficulties, evil, on the negative side, the key is pride. Pride, arrogance, it's a key. It's a key to a dungeon. That door opens out and where a person might fall, Allah knows. Shaitan opened that door and he fell from the heavens forever. To the depth of hell forever. Rejected forever. He opened the door to pride. And the key to the good is humility. Humility has never lost. Never. Humility is not something that starts off outside. Humility starts off inside. It manifests itself outside as well. But humility is a quality of the heart. Like many other qualities, it starts off in the heart. But then it manifests itself in everything. If it is there, it will then be expressed in how a person speaks, how he walks, how he goes about his day-to-day life, how he reacts to situations, how he responds to challenges. In that out of the blue moment, that will now show what is inside. Something that just now puts him on the spot. On the spot, that spotlight comes on to him too. Because that now brings out what's inside. 
So now when the person truly has developed humility, humility doesn't mean that he will not be able to take charge of a situation. For example, now humility, person is so humble now that he can't discipline his children to now. So no, no, he's very humble now. So now he's talking to them now, you see what you did now. Did a major thing and now in very, very humble way. Now I have to feel hard to now hurt your feelings to tell you this. What you did was not right. That what uh, wrong that child did, he'll sit on his head after that. That will require some firmness. Humility doesn't mean that he can't be firm. Malna Abu Bakr Nana Marhum, many might know him, have known him. He was a very light-hearted person. He like to say things in a way sometimes that would sound light-hearted. So, but he used to say sometimes some very deep things in that manner too. So, one day in one bayan he started mentioning something and he came in, the same point came up. So he said, it doesn't mean if you're humble you must mumble. And doesn't mean if you're loud then you are proud. Sometimes the need might be there to be a little loud about something. But whether it's pride or not, that will be a different matter. What is being said, why it's being said loudly, but how it is being said, that all will now determine whether it's pride or not. So, pride is a different matter, and being firm sometimes on issues where it's required, but within the limits of Sharia, in the proper manner, depends what the situation is all about, and how the correct way to deal with it is. All those things are various factors in it, but the bottom line is that in that split second now, when a person is suddenly on the spot, then the reality comes out. What is inside? Whether there's pride in it, in the person's heart, or there's humility. So Nabi Karim one quality that shone through every aspect of his life was his humility, despite being the greatest of Allah Ta'ala's makhluk. But this was so natural in him, that this shone in everything of his Mubarak life. Now in this chapter, there are a few ahadith, uh, several ahadith in fact, which deal with the humility of Nabiya Kareem Wasallam. This is just giving a very, very, very brief glimpse into this Mubarak quality that Nabiya Kareem Salaam possessed. So just read one or two of them and discuss now, inshallah we'll continue. Allah Ta'ala gives Tawfiq tomorrow. The first hadith that is here, this hadith is related from Hazrat Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. So he says that Nabiya Kareem Salaam said, La tutruni kama ataratin nasara ibn Maryam, innama ana abdun. فَقُولُوا عَبْدُ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ So don't praise me beyond the limits like the Nasara, the Christians praised Isa salam beyond the limit. The limit, they took him away from being the slave of Allah Ta'ala and Nauzubillah started declaring or claiming that he was the son of Allah Ta'ala. So that took that praise out of his limits. So likewise, Nabi Kareem says, don't praise me beyond my limits. What I am, innama ana abdun, I am just a slave, a slave of Allah Ta'ala. He was the greatest abd, definitely, but together with that, the countless titles Allah had blessed him with, 
But Nabi Karim highlights this. I'm an Abd. On one occasion, he was sitting in a very humble manner and eating. Eating in a way which normally the slaves etc. will sit and eat in that manner. Sitting in a squatting position and eating. So somebody passed by, they too became surprised at this. What? What's uh, need to be sitting like this? Nabi Karim said, I eat like a slave. I sit like a slave. This was his natural tabiat and disposition. He said, therefore, my praise is, say, Abdullahi wa Rasuluhu. Allah's servant, Allah's slave and Allah's Rasul. Because this was part of Iman to be uh, testifying that Nabi Karim is the Rasul of Allah Ta'ala. But the big lesson in this, one is obviously the very fundamental lesson that even the praise of Nabiya Kareem Wasallam, they are the boundaries where it must not cross into the limit where it's now elevating him to the exclusive qualities of Allah Ta'ala. So that now becomes shirk. So that is the one very fundamental lesson in this. But together with that, when it came to now saying, okay, you want to you want to give me some title, then what am I? Innama abdun. The lesson in this is don't be looking for titles. Meaning now, I should be addressed by a certain title and I should be given certain kind of respect by people, expecting that kind of recognition, wanting that kind of recognition. And if somebody didn't seem to give us that recognition that we were hoping for and we become upset, then treat us in the way that we expected that due to my position I am so and so and I was I should have been treated in this manner. This person got no regard, so let him be. So now we deal with him in a harsh way, we deal with him in a wrong manner. So that is now stemming out of this pride. If somebody didn't give us that recognition, so what? What it what it made less in our life? How did it harm us in any way? The only thing that it will harm us is that we will think ourselves that we lost out, but we lost nothing. What we lost? Many times, in fact, it happens that somebody may say something or do something, meaning he just said something in a casual way, which was maybe not the appropriate thing to say. Somebody bumped into me, now mistake now, we walking now, we didn't realize we bumped into somebody. Other person said some things. So now he shouldn't have said it, it was a mistake. But now people get now very offended in this kind of thing. This is an example now. Or now driving, somebody made a mistake now. So the next person now, he is venting himself completely. So okay, what was the mistake? Now more we should apologize. But then the way to engage the heart at that time and the mind at that time, that whatever this person is now, this is divine arrangement to make me feel that I am nobody. I am nobody. That's a reality. I am supposed to be realizing about myself that I am nobody. But I am not realizing it yet. So now this is the arrangement for me to realize I am nobody. And if a person engages himself in that manner, that will become very beneficial. What that person is doing is wrong. He shouldn't be doing that. We converting that into a good for ourselves. So he's not condoning that person's action. That person's action is wrong, but he's doing it already. He's already done it. But it's a matter of what we make out of it. 
if we engage ourselves correctly, we'll benefit out of it. Otherwise, what he did, we'll do double worse now. Now, what he did was 5 out of 10 wrong. So now how we will react to that will be 10 out of 10 wrong. Because now his pride was 5 out of 10, but then we will display our 10 out of 10 pride. So now this is the aspect of Tawazu, that to the extent that a person has humility, he won't be waiting for that recognition, hoping for it, or trying to, trying to attract that attention in some way, or feeling uh, sort of that somebody has now treated him badly if they didn't give him the title, or give him that respect that he was wishing for. So all this will become uh, and nothing, become totally out of his mind and heart, provided that that tawazu has been developed. This was that natural tawazu in Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. There's another hadith Sharif of Anas radiallahu ta'ala says that anna imra'atan jaat ilan Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam faqarat lahu inna li ilayka hajatan qala ijlisi fi ayy tariq al-madinati shi'ti ajlis ilayk cuts of this one woman some riwayat further explain that she was somebody who was somewhat mentally challenged so now obviously she her, her manner would not be completely uh, as expected of a person to be now talking in a, in a decent way, whatever. So she just came very casually in a Karim Salaam on the road, going somewhere, and she said, I have something important to say. But she wanted to say it without others hearing. So Nabi Karim Salaam said to her, okay, anywhere on the road, meaning aside, so it's a road, it's a public place, so it's a view of everybody. So it's not in any privacy now, because this is a moment now. I will come and hear what you have to say there. So, he then went and heard what she had to say, some, whatever her issue was, and then made the arrangements to sort it out. Now, what the lesson in this was, Nabi Kareem Wasallam's position, his status, his maqam, and then in a public place, somebody is just coming, barging into the whole situation without any former appointment, I am so and so and I need this appointment. Uh, no former appointment of any sort. And now in the midst of all the other important aspects, she comes and says, no, I got some important work to do. And Nabi Akhidin affords that opportunity to take note of what is, what is her issue, despite her being, as we would term, in that society a nobody. Only somebody prominent, some prominent person now has now asked for some attention for some time. It's very easy. In fact, we wait for the opportunity then. But somebody who society regards, who society regards doesn't mean in Allah's court also the person is nobody. Very often we have no idea, as in one hadith sharif, Nabi Karim says, Rubba ash'asa akhbar, madfu'un bil abwaab. Sometimes there's a person he is disheveled, maybe laden in dust, because he's traveled and come from somewhere now. So now that yeah. travels of that time, you'll be traveling on dusty roads, on camelback or horseback, so you're going to get disheveled and become laden with dust. And a person who, if he goes and knocks on somebody's door, they'll just chase him away. Go away now. 
disturbing now. But that person might be such, his position may be in the court of Allah Ta'ala such, لَوْ أَقْسَمَ عَلَى اللَّهِ لَأَبَرَّهُ If he takes a qasam in the name of Allah, that this will happen, Allah will make it happen. Now, whereas that is not something that a person should do, that take a qasam, Allah, this will happen like this. How can he say something about the future and taking Allah's name on that? But Allah Ta'ala, in the court of Allah Ta'ala, this person's position is such that if he took that qasam in that manner, Allah will make it that he doesn't become as he hasn't taken an oath on something wrong, so to say, Allah will make it happen accordingly. So, the point in that is that this person was a nobody in terms of society. But Nabi Karim didn't make that the issue. Now, what, what makes this possible? What makes it possible is Tawazu. To the extent of Tawazu and humility, this becomes possible. Otherwise, impossible. So, there might be times when we have to deal with situations. So, only sometimes a situation requires something to be done, maybe even firmly. But firmness is not the opposite of humility. Firmness and humility, these two things are not opposites. These two things can go hand in hand. So, but if a person is humble, he might deal with something even maybe firmly, but he never will be rude, he'll never be vulgar, he will never be harsh also. If it's firmness that's required at the time, he'll be firm about it. But he will be fair, he will not be now just venting, he'll do what is necessary, something is necessary to be done he'll do it. But in all that he'll never lose control of himself, he will never be unjust, he will never use languages that are not befitting a Muslim. So all this will stem out of humility. That humility is there, then all these things will be in place. Otherwise the first thing that will spark off is anger. Lack of humility will be in pride. The first thing will spark off is uncontrolled anger uncontrolled anger, then let loose, let's lose everything. All kinds of languages, all kinds of actions, injustice, and no limit. So in any case, this was a very brief glimpse of just two ahadith. There's so much more here. Allah Ta'ala give tawfiq, inshallah, we'll continue. Allah Ta'ala bless us with this quality of tawazu. We have come into the purely Allah Ta'ala's grace, Allah Ta'ala's mercy, Allah Ta'ala brought us this is the legacy of Madina Munawara. And this is the wealth of Madina Munawara. To take the beautiful characteristics of Nabiya Kareem along. The material things that we take along and go as hadiyah, very good, no problem. Obviously everything within limits. So we're going to take back some hadiyah for families, etc. There's no harm in it. Obviously again, everything within limits, but the real wealth of Madina Munawara is this. The wealth of the what Nabi Karim Sassam left behind for the Ummad. The beautiful qualities that he was blessed with and which he passed on to the Ummad. The beautiful lessons that he gave us. That is the true wealth of Madina Munawara. 
which we should be taking back. Allah Ta'ala give me and all of us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا علمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين إله العالمين يا الله Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive all our media and minuses, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive our families, Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, bless us with the noble akhlaq of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Bless us with all his beautiful qualities, Ya Allah. Bless us with his beautiful mu'amalat, Ya Allah. With his beautiful mu'asharat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Cleanse us of pride, of arrogance, of malice, of jealousy. Ilahul Alameen, of the ego, of Love of dunya, ilahul alameen, fill our hearts with, Ya Allah, your muhabbat, Ya Allah, fill our hearts with the love of Nabi Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, with the love of his Mubarak Sunnah, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, fill our hearts with tawazu, Ya Allah, fill our hearts with tawakkul and taqwa, Ya Allah, fill our hearts with inabat and ruju, Ya Allah, ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, enable us to conduct ourselves in this Mubarak land, Ya Allah, in a way that Nabi Kareem's philosophy becomes pleased, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, that you become pleased with us, Ya Allah, Ilahul Alameen, save us from doing anything that constitutes disrespect, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you keep us steadfast on Deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you guide us at every step, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, throughout the world, Ya Allah, wherever the Muslims are in any suffering, Ya Allah, remove their pain and suffering, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, all those in any kind of difficulty and hardship, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Each one's jai's needs, Ya Allah. اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله